Today's a special service. We have some baptisms coming up after the service. We had two baptisms in the first service. We're going to have five today. And you're going to see some testimony videos. And you won't see the ones from the first service. So if you want to, we'll make sure that those are on our Facebook page this week. So you can hear all the stories of how God is changing lives, transforming people here in our church and community. Um, if, if you, and, and just so you did realize it's a little bit different service, did you notice that we just did two songs at the beginning and we're going to do the baptisms and the videos at the end after my message and then we're going to have two more songs so that we can worship together and rejoice because it says, Jesus said, hey, when one sinner repents of their ways, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. So we're going to rejoice with them, okay? We're going to join in them even though we can't see the angels, but we know that we'll take part in that uh, celebration together. So today we are going to be in Luke chapter 9. If you have a Bible, go ahead and open that up and get to Luke chapter 9. We're going to just look at three verses today, verses 23 to 25. If you don't have a Bible, we'll have the verses up here on the screen behind you. You can also use a smartphone if you want to get the Bible that way. And if you look in in the bulletin here in the middle, there's a place where you can take some notes on today's service. There's also some community group prep questions for those of you uh, in community groups so you can prepare for that. And there's a prayer at the bottom that you can be praying throughout the week. Um, We'll be in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 25. And today's message is called, Come and Die. When I told somebody that, the title of the message, somebody laughed when I told them this. But I was serious. This is part of the call of Jesus, and it is a challenging word, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I even got a laugh today. That's okay. Um, But we're going to see that Jesus calls us to this journey of following him. And that's what our series has been about. Jesus says, hey, just come follow me. Just come follow me. And this stage of the journey of come and die is what we're talking about today. In 1901, a British captain by the name of Robert Falcon Scott decided to take an expedition to the South Pole. They were going to be the first ones to make it to the South Pole in Antarctica. And they went there, and they actually made it to the South Pole, but there was one young man, an Irishman, and he got sick early on in the journey, and because of health reasons, he had to stop the journey and go home. Well, he was really disappointed that he had missed this expedition. So in 1911, he decided that he was going to lead a new expedition to be the first humans ever to go across the continent of Antarctica. So this was going to be a long, grueling journey, and one he had already kind of seen the beginning of. And in order to recruit a crew, as the story goes, this is the advertisement that he put out. He said, Men wanted for hazardous journey. Small wages... Bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful, honor and recognition in case of success. What do you think about that? Well, uh, this young man, Ernest Henry Shackleton, put this advertisement out there and had 5,000 applicants for a needed 56 crew members. 5,000 people heard that and said, I'm in. Because they said, yes, this is going to be dangerous. Yes, this is going to be filled with darkness. Yes, I I could die on this journey. But the reward is worth it. The chance that honor, success, recognition is worth it. So when we look at the call of Jesus today, when he calls us to come and die, we realize that that is the most challenging word that anyone could ever give. This invitation to die is challenging. And yet... And yet we see that on the other side of it, it's worth it. That's what we're going to see today because the recognition, the honor, the glory that follows is worth it. So in this series of coming and following Jesus, Jesus just gave an invitation to people in his lifetime. He said, just come follow me, learn from me. 
and, and I'm going to teach you some things. And, and at the beginning, the disciples had no idea what they were getting into. And that's why at the beginning of our series, Jesus, we just saw Jesus' call to come and see. That's literally what he told people. Just come and see. You don't have to believe. You can think I'm kind of crazy. Just come and see. And that's what they did. They just came and, and checked it out and they were a little skeptical, but they came anyways. And then Jesus said, hey, come and rest. Because he invited them into a salvation, into a deliverance, into a rest that was greater than anything they could find anywhere else. Eternal life, he said, you could have. And people began to believe and accept that and find rest in him. But then Jesus gave a call that we looked at last week to remain in him. And that was the third part in this journey. Come and remain because this is saying, hey, I want a relationship with you. I don't want you to just stay how you are, but you are going to change as you're in this relationship. You're going to be transformed as you get to know me and get to begin to follow me more closely in your life. But then there's the fourth part of this journey that Jesus calls us to, which we will look at today, to come and die. So if you're saying, well, Matt, that's crazy challenging. Yes, it is. So if you're way over here in the come and see phase, that's all right. That's all right. You don't have to come and die today. You don't. But just know this is where Jesus is calling us. So if you're here and you're not a Christian, you can kind of sit back today. Just kind of say, well, look at these crazy Christians, what they're talking about. But we're going to look at the words of Jesus because the call he gives us starts with our seeing and then believing and then growing and then willing to give ourselves to God and to others. And that's our call today, to come and die. So today we're going to talk about discipleship. And that word disciple is a follower. That's what followers were called in the ancient world. So Jesus was the teacher, the rabbi, and he said, just come follow me. You're going to spend years with me and we're going to talk and you're going to hear me teach and you're going to become more and more like me as you learn from me and then you're going to go teach others. That's what this discipleship is. And today we're going to see four different um, points from this and they're all starting with D. How about that? The four D's of discipleship. I think you can remember that, right? Four words that we're going to see about what discipleship, about following Jesus entails, especially in this segment of the journey, the come and die phase. So the first D, if you're taking notes, is denial. Denial. And I'm not talking that you're in denial. That's not what I mean. So let's look at the passage so we can see what it means. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says, Then Jesus said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So he begins by saying you must deny yourself. It's not about you. You've been living your life for you and it's been all about you, but not anymore. If you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself. You have to deny yourself. Now I heard from a pastor that I, I'm, I'm good friends with who, who recently said that... Um, Believing in Jesus, being a child of God, just so you know, God doesn't want part-time custody. He doesn't. He doesn't want weekend visits and holidays. No, he wants full custody. That's what he's saying here. Because that's what a lot of Christians do. We say, hey, I believe, but you can have Easter and Christmas. You'll see me then at church, I'll worship you, but the rest of the year, not so much. I get the rest of me. Or you'll say, I'm a weekend Christian, the weekend warriors. They're showing up every Sunday and they're praising God, but then the rest of the week they go to work and they cheat people or they lie because they need to make money, right? They've got to do it their way. Or some people are like, oh, I'm a Christian most of the week except Friday nights. Those are mine. Friday nights I just do whatever I want. Or, or some of us have a relationship in our life where we don't kind of let God into it. We say, I have this relationship. This is between me and that person. God, what you say about relationships doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I want in this relationship. All of us have part of our life 
whether it's the week or the year or the Friday night or the relationship or something in our life that we want to keep to ourselves. But Jesus here, and God says, no, 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 I don't want part-time custody. I want full custody. You're my child. I want you and your whole life. And that's why Jesus, when he calls us to deny ourselves, it's saying, hey, we can't hold anything back. We're going to give everything, all aspects of our life. That thing that we've been holding back, we're going to give that to God. To deny ourselves. You know, if you're like, well, Matt, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. I wish you wouldn't say something so hard or convicting. I want you to hear the words that C.S. Lewis wrote. He said, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. It's truth. It's not comfortable. Deny yourself. It's not treat yourself. That's what our culture says. Do something for you. No, no, Jesus says deny yourself and follow me. And here's the thing that's even more challenging about this. Jesus doesn't say it's just a one-time thing. One time on a Sunday you're like, yeah, I really believe I'm going to give everything, I surrender all, and then you're good to go. He doesn't say that. In fact, he says in verse 23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. Daily. This is every single day of your life that you are going to deny yourself and die to yourself. Daily. That's what he said. So that's our second D. Daily. It's a daily thing because it's over and over and over again. This is make it so challenging. You know, there's four different Gospels that tell about Jesus' life and what he taught. They're from four different angles, four different people who um, were around him and knew him um, or related, relayed through a person who knew Jesus. And in three different Gospels, this passage shows up. So Jesus said that either on multiple occasions or all three are recording it. But only in Luke does the word daily show up. So Luke especially says, this is what Jesus said. It's important. When you deny yourself, it's not a one-time thing. It's every single day Luke wants us to know because that's what Jesus said. Every single day, deny yourself. You know, I think that's important because I remember as a kid, I went to this big youth um, event and there was this speaker that came and there were hundreds and hundreds of uh, teenagers from all over Colorado Springs at this event and there's a great speaker he was a youth pastor and he told a story about this man um, who called him up out of the blue didn't know him and he said hey could you meet me at McDonald's could you meet me at McDonald's because I want to talk about something with you so this youth pastor shows at McDonald's and, and he tells the story a lot better than I would and I remember being like riveted as I heard the story and he sits down in the booth at McDonald's across from this man he's never met before and the guy says I have a gun pointed at you Underneath the table. I have a gun pointed at you and it's loaded. And I remember as this youth pastor was talking, you know, he started to sweat and he was like, what's going on? You know, he was just petrified. He was, his whole life flashed in front of his eyes, right? Because he thought, is, he's going to shoot me. And the guy said, are you a believer in Jesus? And of course the youth pastor was like, "Uh uh-oh, what do I say? Because if I say I'm a Christian, is he going to shoot me? Am I going to die right now? And and he really had to think about it. And he said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And the man holding the gun said, okay, I just wanted to make sure you're one of the real ones. So uh, this story was like riveting as I was a kid. And I remember talking to my friends about it and we'd always think theoretically, and I've heard other people say this, so I know it wasn't just me who had this question. If I had a gun to my head, or if somebody pointed a gun at me, would I believe in Jesus Christ? Would I declare that I believe in him? That was the question we thought theoretically. Theoretically. 
Now, I don't want to downplay that question because there are people who are given that question. In fact, just a few years ago in Nairobi, Kenya, there was a terrorist group, Boko Haram, who took control of a mall and they told everyone in there, are you a Muslim? They asked them. And if they were a Muslim, they let them go. And if they were a Christian, they killed them. So there are people in our world to this day who have to deal with this question. But for most of us, this, isn't, this is just theoretical, right? If I had a gun to my head, we even say that in our culture, like, if you had a gun to your head, would you? You know, that's kind of the, the basis of a theoretical question. But Jesus doesn't say, in theory, if you had to, would you die for me? Jesus says, no, you have to die to yourself every single day. Every single day, that's what he said, daily. He said, daily you must die for me. So, <clears throat> I heard a pastor that I met this June, and, and he said, you know, most people think if you want to die for Jesus, you have to go to the mission field. You have to go to Africa, or you have to go into the Middle East or something. And those are the people who will die for Jesus. But Jesus calls every single one of us to die, every day. So he could call you to die to that co-worker who you can't stand, but you have to love him anyways. Jesus could call you to die, those of you who are kids, out on the playground, to the bully, to love them and treat them with respect even though you want to just sock them. There are ways every single day throughout our life that we have to die to ourselves. It's a daily thing. It's throughout our whole careers and with our lives. So I challenge you guys, this would be a great prayer for you to say. When you wake up in the morning, say something like, God, would you help me die to myself today? Today, would you help me to die myself? And that's just a simple prayer that, that you can say, and, and sometimes you even forget by mid-afternoon, you might have to say it again, but this is the thing that every day you have to decide. Every day you have to say, I'm willing to give my life in service to God and service to others. That's a challenging word. Daily. And this means our careers too. There are some of you who may be called to be missionaries overseas and, and you'll have to leave the comforts of home and, and go and be prepared to die. There are people like that here, but for most of us, we work our jobs, we have our family, and that's where we're supposed to die to ourselves. Daily. So in your career, this is, as a church, we want to encourage you guys and challenge you guys and equip you guys so that in your career, in your workplace, with your kids, with your grandkids, whatever the situation is in your relationships, that you're dying to yourself to serve God and others. That's what we're about as a church as we challenge people to enter this come and die phase to really say, all of my life is now for Jesus. All of my life. I'm not holding anything back. And what's challenging about this thing is that Jesus says, take up your cross. So our third D is death. Our third D is death. Because Jesus said, you must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Take up their cross, that's what he said. Now, most of us hear this language and we use it in our culture as just a metaphor, right? Oh, you just got to take up your cross. It's my cross to bear. You're talking about having to clean the kitchen, right? That's not what Jesus was talking about here. Now, the disciples didn't quite know what Jesus would have to do. This is before he died. But they did know what a cross was because they lived in the Roman Empire. And in the Roman Empire, there was no Eighth Amendment. There was cruel and unusual punishment. And it included the cross. Now, when Jesus says, take up your cross, what he's talking about was that the Romans, in order to punish people and in order to torture them, really, he would have them take up the cross piece of a crucifix, the wooden beam in the middle. It weighed about 100 pounds. And you would have to take that and carry that on your shoulders out of the city and march in front of all these people who are uh, catcalling and jeering at you, spitting on you, cursing at you, out of the city 
to the place where they would execute you. And then they would nail you to that cross piece with your wrists and your legs and you would hang up there and you didn't die. What you would die is of, of suffocation on a cross because you couldn't push yourself up far enough to breathe long enough. Soon you, your body would wear out and you would expire because you ran out of air. And that's what Jesus did. He breathed his last on the cross. That's how he died of suffocation. This was torture. This was cruel. This was punishment for execution for the worst criminals. The Jews considered it cursed by God. You were cursed by God if you died on a cross. And when Jesus says, "Ah, you have to take up your cross if you want to be my disciple, this is what he was talking about. His disciples would have heard that and thought, that's crazy. That's crazy. But this is a literal thing that Jesus called his disciples to and called us to do if we want to follow him. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said that when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. He bids him come and die. Now, Dietrich Bonhoeffer wasn't just one who talked about this. He is someone who lived it because he was a Christian pastor in, the, in Germany during the Third Reich. And he opposed Hitler and the Third Reich, and because of that, they wanted to kill him. And in fact, he helped a number of other people uh, with a plot to get rid of Hitler, and because of that, he was arrested and hanged. So he put his life on the line for what he believed. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. So the question is, are you willing to die daily? This is a challenging word. I can already hear how quiet everyone is in here. Because when you hear this, when the disciples would have heard Jesus say that, you said, I don't know if I can do that. That's a challenging word. And yet that's what Jesus calls every single one of us to, if we want to follow him. Are you willing to die to yourself every single day to follow me and to serve me? But here's the thing. You, you hear how challenging that word is, how, how difficult it is. I don't know if I can do that. That's so hard. But this is the reason why it's worth it. Our fourth D is deliverance. It makes all of that worth it. The, the denial of self, the, the daily of doing it, and the death is that it leads to deliverance. In verses 24 and 25, Jesus said, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? She said, just do the math. If you lose your life for me, if you're willing to die, you'll gain so much more than you ever would in this world. Or you could try to gain everything in this world, riches and comfort, and a good American life. And you could gain all that but lose your soul. Lose your very self. Jesus said, it's simple. It's simple. Do the math because the deliverance, the saving, the eternal life on the other side of death is worth it. It's worth it. You know, this is such an amazing thing. Um, David Livingston, who you may know, you know, Dr. Livingston, I presume, is a very famous missionary to Africa in the 1800s. And he went into Central Africa at a time where that it wasn't explored. And he wanted to bring the gospel to all of Africa, to people who didn't know Jesus. But on top of that, he saw his calling as an explorer because there were so many ways into Central Africa, entire villages, huge populations of people who had never seen a European. They had never heard the gospel. So he wanted to find a way to get other missionaries in there. So that's what he saw as his calling. And he gave his life to it. There was one point in his life where he was mauled by a lion. 
he literally had his arm broken by a lion. There were 30 different times in his life where he contracted malaria. His wife Mary contracted malaria and died from it. And yet he continued to serve. And he also saw his calling as ending the slave trade because he was a Christian. He thought this is wrong. So he went up against um, slave traders. He went up against other Europeans who hated him because they were ruining his business. And yet he wanted to keep doing it. And he gave his life. And he, at the end, died in Africa proclaiming the gospel there. And this is what he said before he died. He went back to Europe at one point and was at Cambridge giving a lecture to a group of people. And he said this. People talk of the sacrifice I have made in spending so much of my life in Africa. It is emphatically no sacrifice. Say rather it is a privilege. Anxiety, sickness, suffering, or danger now and then, with a foregoing of the common conveniences and charities of this life, may make us pause and cause the spirit to waver and the soul to sink. But let this only be for a moment. I never made a sacrifice. That's what he says. People are like, wow, you gave up so much. And he says, no, 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 I didn't. Because I gained so much more. I never made a sacrifice. And when you follow Jesus and you're willing to die to yourself and deny yourself daily, you will realize that what you gain is way better than what you gave up. That's the math Jesus calls us to do. That following him will give you a new purpose that's greater than anything you had before. You'll find a true joy that you couldn't find anything else. And you will find an eternal glory after you die that will far Outpass, outpace anything in our life. In fact, Paul in Romans 8, 18 said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We will get to spend eternity with Jesus and with our Father in heaven and with all the believers in Jesus Christ who have died over the last 2,000 years. With those who we love that have died before us. We will get to celebrate with Him. We will have glory. We will have new bodies that will never have pain. He says, all that glory is waiting you. You will reign in heaven with me. But you have to die yourself today. Charles Spurgeon once said, there are no crown wearers in heaven who are not cross bearers here on earth. There's so much glory. There's so much waiting for us if we are willing to die. Do you remember the scene in Braveheart, from those of you who have seen it? There's a scene where William Wallace is talking to Queen Isabella. And she's asking him, like, why are you willing to fight for your freedom? Why are you willing to die for all this? And he says the, the lines that just pump me up every time I hear them. He says, not every man, or I'm sorry, every man dies. Not every man really lives. And that always pumps me up. Because it's like, yeah, I want a, a fuller life. I want to do something important. I want to do something great. But what Jesus said is slightly different than that. He said, He said, you have to die. You must die to truly live. If you really want to live the fullest life, this is our big idea. You must die to truly live. That's what Jesus said in this call. You must die to yourself and then you will truly find what life's all about. Then you'll figure it out. What's amazing is that when Jesus told his disciples this, they had no idea what was coming next. They had no idea that in a little bit of time, this friend of theirs that they'd been learning from and following, he would take up his cross. You see, Jesus gave his life to others. He denied himself over and over again. He, he loved those who everybody else thought was, were disgusting and, and wanted to avoid in their life. He loved them. He went after them. He served them. He washed their feet. 
And then after giving his life in service to others, they still arrested him, gave him a fake trial, then they beat him, and he was too weak to carry his own cross, so someone else had to help him, and he went 650 yards, it's estimated, with that cross being on his back, and he couldn't carry it. And then they put him up on the hill of Golgotha, they nailed him to that cross, and he suffocated to death. The disciples would soon soon learn that Jesus wasn't just calling people to do this theoretical thing. He was the one who would lead them to it and do it himself first. He knew that some of his disciples would give their life, and most of them did. They actually were killed for their faith. But he knew that he would do it first. And what I think is the most amazing thing, in Hebrews 12, 2, it says that Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Even on the cross, he knew that this was for glory, for his glory and the salvation of all mankind. Because Jesus didn't stay dead, but three days after he was buried, he rose from the dead. Karl Barth, the theologian, once said that only where graves are is their resurrection. And that's what he promises us. If we die for him, we will gain so much more. If you want to truly live, you have to die to yourself. So today we're, we're celebrating with five teenagers who have decided to believe and follow Jesus. And they are proclaiming that world to the world that they believe. And that's why we have baptisms here. That's what we celebrate. That's what people are doing. They're saying, I, I tell, I'm telling the whole world that I follow Jesus. And going under the water is symbolic because as you're going down to the water, it's like you're being buried in death like Jesus was and then coming up out of the water, you're raising from the water. And that's what it says in Romans 6.4. We read, When we were baptized, we were buried with Christ and shared his death. So just as Christ was raised from the dead by the wonderful power of the Father, we also can live a new life. That's why we say when we, we put them down, we say buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Because they're saying, I'm dying to myself so that I can gain even more. So we're going to do these baptisms um, here and you're going to hear the stories from these teenagers. We, we had two others, um, adults in the first service who, who were doing the same thing. Like, I believe I'm going to follow Jesus with my life. I'm going to die to myself to serve him. And I think this is an amazing thing. So we're going to celebrate that together through these stories through watching these baptisms and then through a couple songs of worship that we can all celebrate together and we can celebrate, rejoice with the angels. But for you today, if you're here and you're saying, Matt, that's way too challenging of a word. I'm not ready for dying to myself. That's okay. Keep following Jesus and just ask some questions. Just grow a little bit, learn a little bit, and, and it's okay. When you're ready, that's, I'll be here to help you baptize or whatever you're ready. Okay, but for some of you today, you're saying, Matt, I've been holding on to something in my life and I need to die to myself. I need to say, I'm giving my life for Jesus. I'm going to die to myself every single day. And maybe there's something you're holding back. And, and through this time of baptism, through this time of worship, I want you to just give that to God. And say, God, you can have it all. I die to myself today. I will follow you. So let's say a prayer, and then we're going to catch these videos and, and some amazing baptisms. Let's pray. Lord God, um, through this passage today, it's such a challenging word. The most challenging thing we can ever hear that if we really want to live, if we want to find the true life, we have to die. A, a life of self-denial, a life of service to you, and a life of willing to die every single day because that leads to deliverance. That leads to salvation and eternal life 
and, and so much more than anything we could have. So Lord, for the people in here who are still a little unsure, would you still just challenge them to, to follow you and, and come to the point where they are ready to believe and give their lives for you? And for all of us here, would you help us to die to ourselves today? That today we say, I'm giving you more of my life. You can have the whole thing. I surrender all to you. Lord, we're so grateful for these baptisms. Let us all just celebrate today with the angels, with all the people here, as we thank you for what you're doing to transform these lives. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I have decided to follow Jesus.